0: Have you ever been in frustrating meetings, led meetings that were frustrating where you couldn't get what you wanted to get done done? Today's podcast is going to help you. We are going to look at six solutions that are going to make all of your meetings, and those are meetings, any meetings, training sessions, conference calls, just anytime you're pulling people together to get something done and trying to get folks to come together to make decisions or you're sharing information in a training session, well, these solutions are going to help you. They're going to help you save time. It's going to help you save money. It's going to help you Eliminate that frustration. And if you have any pesky meeting pet peeves or problems when you're running meetings or training sessions, Well, these six solutions are going to solve so many of them. Let's get started. Welcome to the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast, a show designed for leaders, trainers, and consultants who are responsible for employee selection and professional development. Each episode is packed full with insider tips, best practices, expert interviews, and inspiration. Please welcome the host who is helping leaders, trainers, and consultants everywhere, Susie Price. Hey there, the title and focus of this episode today, episode number seven, is six tools for better meetings and training sessions. And the show notes for today's program can be found at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash better meetings. And that is better meetings in lower case. So I am your host, Susie Price, and I bring to you more than 20 years of experience to help you solve solve your employee selection and professional development dilemmas. I'm a professional facilitator, consultant, and author, and I am passionate about helping you build a Wake Up Eager workforce, and that's what this podcast is about. And it's hard to wake up eager when you know you're headed into a meeting that you either are a participant of and you don't enjoy, or you're frustrated, or you're the leader of, and uh, everybody's out of control, or the meeting just doesn't isn't going to go effectively based on past meetings. So... What we're going to do today is look at how to get rid of that frustration. And these tools will really empower you. They have made a big difference for me as a trainer and as a facilitator. It's made a difference. A lot of these tools I can use in sales calls. I use in training sessions. I use when I'm facilitating. I use when I'm having a conference call, when I'm having a coaching call, Uh, especially on the coaching calls. I often do triad coaching calls between the manager and the employee. Uh, Some of these tools will work for that. I saw a quote a while back by comedian Dave Barry, who's funny. And he said, if you had to identify in one word, the reason why the human race is not achieved and never will achieve its full potential, that word would be meetings. So he's funny and we are reaching our full potential. But the only way we're going to reach it is if we can figure out how to pull people together and do it in a way that is effective. And so many people don't know how to do this and I've struggled with it you know it you know people are frustrated with meetings and bad meetings and I've had them so I can remember years ago and this particular meeting stands out because I just remember how frustrated I was I was a volunteer board member for an organization and so you know volunteer you're busy you've you've added this activity into your life so you can help the association and meet new people and so I drive across town to go to this volunteer board meeting, and we didn't get anything done. We were there. I can remember sitting in the boardroom of that particular place we were meeting, and there were probably eight or ten people in the room, and no decisions were made. There wasn't a clear agenda. People were take, using 3,000 words to take to make one of their points, and I can just remember getting more and more frustrated and more and more quiet. And very shortly after that, I... Um, decided not to be on that board because it just, it was just frustrating. And who needs that when you already have a really full schedule? And I can remember some other meetings I had. One, I worked for a large consulting company, which I really liked the company, but they would hold these sales pipeline meetings. So we'd have to come in and say what progress we'd made on different accounts. And <clears throat> it was so, unproductive because people would say the same thing they said the week before. And <clears throat> if the SVP was in the room, well, then everybody, you know, the senior executive what happened to be in that meeting. Everybody began posturing and saying more and taking up more time. And it just wasn't a good use of time. Um, so those are kind of two examples of bad meetings that I've had that really stay present in my mind about, you know, my level of frustration in the meeting. I wanted more input from other people. So on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and email, I sent out requests for people to say, share with me what are their greatest frustrations and pet peeves around meetings. And I got quite a bit of response. And you could tell by the intensity of the responses that this is a hot button for a lot of people. And I have almost two pages worth of notes and comments from people. And I'll just kind of run through a couple of them, you know, a handful of them and kind of so you can get the theme of what people said. But one guy said, hey, lunch meetings, just because you offer to provide a lunch doesn't mean I want to give up my personal time. Um, meetings shouldn't be um, always. The, you know, the frustration was there. So oftentimes the meeting shouldn't even be held. So everybody's called together. And then, you know, you could have done it by email or you could have done a phone call. Uh, when the meeting organizer, this came up a bunch, is, does not know how to maintain control of the meeting. So it's a total waste of time. Um, People get off topic. They stray to other pop topics. Um, Another person talking about controlling the meeting. Another person says the complainer who complains and then sidetracks the agenda. If um, someone doesn't want to be there, they're disruptive because their attitude. Other people monopolize. Someone said there should be two rules. If you want to call a meeting, you need um, to make it quick. And if you attend the meeting, you just be change your attitude so that you're happy you're at the meeting. One person, I thought this was funny, said, bad food, seriously, what's up with all the crappy snacks at break? Chips, candy bars, cookies, soda, junk food, donuts, how about thinking healthy? And how about the people who don't want to eat junk? And it's so simple, and it's not that much more expensive. Um, somebody else, a couple of explanation points afterwards, said people are not prepared for the meeting. People don't do their homework. People have their smartphones on. I'm just going running down the list here. I get frustrated during our weekly sales meetings. Mainly, it's due to the fact that it's hard to keep the team in focus, so we can get through the meeting in a timely fashion. And then, in quote in parentheses, it says "squirrel moments." So, you know, you think about a squirrel. What do they do? They dodge around and go from thing to thing, and they are going forward. Then they turn around and going the other way across the street. Um, people who aren't prepared and aren't focused, um, talking in the meeting among peers while the leader or the manager is speaking, can be distracting. I know you've experienced many, maybe all of these. <clears throat> so these people who share their feedback are not alone. Let's see. I'm looking at the rest of them. There's nothing and It's all nothing is written out in caps. There is nothing more distracting during a meeting, in my opinion, than having multiple talks happening at one time. No one in capital letters again is fully hearing or understanding what is being said in any of them. Um, The result is total derailment of the meeting and the meeting hosts authority, undermining of the accomplishments intended, and disruption to the understanding of all. It's totally unprofessional behavior and, again, in my opinion, undermines the team as a whole. So lots of comments and lots of passion about pet peeves around meetings because they are a big problem. So, kind of the main themes that I've heard from folks who shared their opinions and, and my own bias around it, see if you agree. I think the main themes are problems, are leaders, whoever's leading the meeting doesn't keep control of the meeting. Some people dominate the meeting by complaining or getting off track, or you have the sidebar conversations that are going on while the person up front or the person who has the floor is talking. People can come into meetings with bad attitudes, Uh, Holding meetings that aren't needed, nothing gets accomplished, people looking at their phone. So, all things we see in meetings, and uh, there's a funny video, and I'll have a link to it on YouTube, uh, it's confer- It's a conference call meeting, and it's actually a video, so you hear what you generally hear on a conference call, but you see the people coming in and out of a conference room, but they don't see each other, so you hear, you know, are you there, and the person's trying to get into the to the meeting via the conference call, but in the video, they're trying to open the door, and it's, it is hilarious, it will make you laugh, and it will make you want to use some of the solutions we're going to cover today. Um, in Conference Call. So look for that link in the show notes on Conference Call Confusion. It's three or four minutes, but it's really funny. And um, you could share that with others or put it on Twitter or Facebook because it is funny. And the show notes are, again, at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash better meetings. And so lots of problems with meetings. I think they're rampant. I see them all the time. As often as I can, I want to be in control of the meeting or I want to have some hand in the meeting. Uh, prior to. So it isn't a waste of time. There's a cost, several cost calculators for meetings online. Um, and I'll give a link to one of them. But it's expensive to have meetings that are a waste of time. Um, expensive, mostly, I think, because of the frustration, and the aggravation that it brings to the job and the dissatisfaction it brings. But the actual real cost, say you had um, five people per meeting. And you had two two two-hour meetings a week. Maybe let's say you have one meeting with five of your new hire engineers and you have that once a week for two hours. And then you have another meeting with five technical assistants. And say, just for ease of calculation, all of these folks, their average salary is $50,000. So the cost of those two two two-hour meetings is $556 per week. If you did that throughout an entire year, it's twenty-eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-nine dollars per year. So if you think about you get salespeople together and maybe they're making double that amount and you're having a couple of sales meetings a week that are unproductive, you're talking about fifty thousand dollars a year that is being wasted in addition to all the frustration if you don't have an effective meeting. So um and that annual salary according to this calculator doesn't include they're not including the cost of benefits and the cost of the meeting space and that type of thing. So it's important to pay attention to meetings and and the frustrations run rampant and it's very expensive. So let's look at solutions. I've got six things that I think can really help. And the first is in the meeting, have an agenda prior to the meeting. You should send this agenda out and and I'll give you a little bit more detail. That sounds really basic. Oh, I'll have an agenda. But I can't tell you how many times I've gone to meetings in the, in the past and not had an agenda or none was uh, supplied. If you created an agenda in advance, it does one couple of things. It clarifies your thinking. So it helps you get really clear about what's going to happen. What are the steps? Same thing for training. You want to have an actual, you know, what do we do? And what are the main sections of this training session? Um, if you can share it in advance, it helps participants come prepared. So they are already thinking about some of the topics that are going to be covered. So it it actually begins the process of helping people realize, okay, this is going to be a focused meeting. And during the meeting, it's going to help the meeting stay on track and it's going to help you uh, guide the meeting if you're the leader of the meeting, because you can keep calling people back to the agenda. So on the agenda, yes, you have the main topic areas that are going to be covered, but I want you to put the purpose of the meeting at the top. And that is the perfect place to start, because if you're not really sure of the purpose of the meeting, you need to get really sure of the purpose of the meeting or you don't need to hold a meeting. Uh, I do this with my triad coaching calls that I do. I make sure I have the objective at the top and I make sure that I stay on track with that objective. And I want them to be very clear that the manager who is participating in the call and the person being coached who's participating in the call. Here's our objective for this can do that in coaching sessions like that. You could do it in a training session. You know, what is the objective? What are, we, what are we trying to produce here or do here? In team meetings, sales call meetings, you put the objective at the top. If you can't get clear on what the objective or a couple of objectives are, you don't need to have a meeting. Um, and I also like for every section of the meeting, the main topic areas, to put a time frame. So we're going to spend 20 minutes on this, 30 minutes on that, and the reason for that is, one, it keeps everybody focused, And there is, but there is also this thing called a planning fallacy, which is we underestimate how much time it's going to take to talk about a subject, so we cram too much into the agenda. I'm very guilty of that. And I talked about the planning fallacy in episode number six of uh, Getting Things Done, pricelessprofessional.com forward slash getting things done. You can see that podcast there, but... Uh, Put time frames next to all the agenda items, send the agenda out in advance, which I already mentioned, and then during the meeting have an agenda there for everybody. Have it copied and on this on their space or have it up on the board or in a training session. I generally have the agenda on a flip chart page so it stays up all the time on the wall. So they can see where we've been and where we're headed. And it, it allows me to segue from subject to subject in a training session. Okay, we've covered this. Now we're going to cover that. And so it just is a good marker. People are tend to be less um, anxious or wondering where we're going when they can see where they're going. So. Uh, Have the agenda available for everybody to see. And during the meeting, use a timer, either back of the room. There's different timer apps you can get on your phone, but pay attention to where you are in the agenda. And if it starts to go off track, but it's off track for a good reason, you can check in and say, hey, you know, I only allotted 20 minutes for this. But we're getting some good work here, good discussion. Do we want to take some time from one of the other sections? And so then you get everybody very aware of time and what we're trying to accomplish and it helps keep people stay on track. OK, and then when you start the meeting, uh, you're going to do a couple of things. And one of the things you're going to do after I'm going to give you the next tool, but you're going to uh, about the second or third thing you're going to do is you're going to talk about, um, you know, the purpose of the meeting and share that. So number one tool, have an agenda. You, it can be a simple one or complex, depending on how many people are going to be there and what's being covered, but always send it in advance. Always know what you're trying to achieve or what the objectives are, and uh, you will. That will. Have, that's a main foundational tool that needs to happen that often does not. Okay, another tool. Now, this is uh, how you open a meeting. I used to struggle a little bit with this. Uh, it's when I'm the least comfortable, when something's about to start. And I would either say too much or not enough. And it just it's important to start outright. And so I found this tool. Uh, it's a it's an acronym IEEI E I. by it was it's in Michael Wilkinson's book. And Michael Wilkinson is a certified master facilitator that I've trained under, and he's the CEO and managing director of a company called Leadership Strategies. He has a book about masterful meetings, which I'm going to share the link to and talk about later on. Um, but uh, he's an excellent facilitator, and he's great at giving you tools that are very specific. And so it's not just theory, but it's practical things you can do. And so the... Um, the I has helped me be less intense and, and kind of unsure during any opening of any meeting. And I can do it for those coaching calls that I was talking about, a triad call just to set it up. I might use a formula for that. I'll use it um, in a sales call. I will use it in a meeting where I'm leading or facilitating a topic. I'll use it in training. And so um, what it does, I is it helps people understand What, why they're there and why they should care. That's what you start out with. Because people are sitting there thinking, okay, what, what again? Why am I here? And why do I care that this woman or this man or this person's in the front of the room and wants me involved in this meeting? So, uh, the IEEEI or double EI is inform, excite, empower, and involve. Those are the four steps. And those are the main ways to remember it. And it takes about two to five minutes. And I recommend you try this. It is awesome. You don't want to start with the agenda. You don't want to start with your bio, though. The person, if you're training or speaking, they might have um, uh, shared your bio, depending on how you're using this, Um but people need to know what's the purpose and why they're there and why it's beneficial with them. Start there. Do you not with the bathrooms are over here and I'm so glad to be here. Um, and the way you start is how whether people are going to come with you or not. And so the intensity of IEEE is so helpful. And so let's go through what it is. So the first I is inform. So you're going to let the participants know the purpose of the meeting and and what product they're going to be be producing. So if it's a team meeting, it might be, um, okay, our focus of the meeting today is we're going to discuss how we improve this process. And what we want to do when we finish the meeting is have a list of ideas and options so we can come up with action steps. So that's what. what's the purpose of the meeting and what's the product to be produced. And if it's a training session you might be sharing at this point, the topic for today's meeting is this, our focus is to improve in these areas, and that's inform. And then the next step is excite. And this is a really important part because this is when you want to bring energy into it and you want to clearly explain what's the benefits of the meeting. You know, why is this meeting important to them? So I And usually I'll even use the word excited. I'm so excited to be here today to talk to you about um, this training session and this material. What you're going to get out of it today is you're going to know how to do blah, 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 you know, whatever it's uh, it, the, uh, what they're going to get out of it, the skill sets. If it's a training session, if it's a planning meeting with the team, it's like I'm really excited about talking about this topic today because it's something that we've all been wanting to work on. And so what you're going to get out of this is we're going to get actions that are going to make this process or this problem better. So excite, why is it, what's the benefit of them even being there? We've informed, we've, we've done the excite piece. The next is empower. Here you describe the role that they're going to play um, it, or the authority that's been given them. And this is particularly helpful in a, uh, if they're in a facilitated session where they've been picked to provide feedback or, um, If they just need to give you feedback so that you can present the information to someone else, it's basically saying, here's why your participation matters and here's what we're going to do with the material. So you were handpicked to be here. If it's a training session, you were handpicked to be in this session and your team, your company values, values you and this is an investment in you. And you'll be able to use these tools to be a better leader. I mean, I'm doing that off the top of my head. I would plan it out more than that. But uh, if it's a team meeting, you know, I really need your participation here today because your opinions matter to me. And I want to take what we share today to improve this area. So it could be as detailed as that or it might be very simple. But the whole idea is to uh, empower them by letting them know how their role matters here. So you've informed. You've excite, which is explaining the benefits. Empower is what their role is and why it matters. And then you involve. Uh, Get them involved immediately through an engagement question that matches the meeting's purpose. So uh, why get people involved? Well, you'll notice when you start doing this how quickly people come with you. If if, if people like to be involved, people are sitting there thinking, based on so many meetings that we have, okay, I'm going to be sitting here for 40 minutes, I'm never going to get to say anything. So early on, you get people involved, you get a, I like to do it because it allows me to kind of sit back a little bit. If it's a training session or a facilitated session or uh, a conference call, I can get a feel for it, the folks in the room and I can kind of settle down. Um, and so I have a selfish reason for doing it. It helps me know what's going on in the room. As a leader, it can help you be a touch point into, you know, where is everybody? How are people doing if you haven't seen them in a while? Um so you could there's lots of things you can do in the involved part. You could ask a question related to the objective, you know, what, what do you what do you hope that we achieve today or why is this important to you? Um it could be a one minute check-in, you know, if you haven't seen your team or maybe everybody's dispersed, you do a one minute or a thirty second check-in, you know, share share something that's happened in the past uh last time we've seen you that's important to you personally or professionally. Um, we used to do that with a volunteer board group because we didn't see each other very often. And I would always do the involved piece. And yes, it takes a little time from the meeting, but boy, just having people check in and share something that was going on, they were way more present and we were better connected because we didn't see each other on a regular basis. And so we had a more effective meeting because we were more relational. It wasn't so transactional. So that involved piece is really important. Um, you can do, uh, when I'm doing a training session, depending on how much time I have, I might ask a question that relates to the subject that we're getting ready to cover and I'll flip chart their answers. Uh, I also do, you know, those funny faces. If you've ever seen that, there's a sheet of funny faces that say everything from hopeful, confused, anxious, and love has these cute little faces on it. And you say, pick one face and share why you, you know, why that matches you today. And you put a time limit on it and you watch, you know, you have people do round robin around the room. So uh, it's Inform, Excite, Empower, Involve. And with the involve piece, I'll mention one good little book that I have used if you are a trainer or facilitator is, it's not really a little book, it's kind of a big book, 201 uh, Icebreakers: Group Mixers, Warm-Ups, Energizers, and Playful Activities by Edie West. I'll have a link to that in the show notes, but oftentimes, depending on the group, I'll go grab an icebreaker out of that book. And when I'm doing the IWEI for a training session. So, that is another tool that will help you open meetings strong, help you start with confidence, and can be very, very powerful. I W E I. So, when you're starting a meeting, the steps are to start with I W E I. use the formula, inform, excite, empower, involve. Then, once they've all shared and they've been involved and engaged, the energy's up in the room. You share the agenda, which we just talked about. You share guidelines. And we're going to talk about those next, or ground rules. We're going to talk about a parking lot. And then if you need to do introductions, you do that, if you haven't already done that in the involved piece. So those are ideal setup for any meeting, and you can kind of adapt it for your meeting, what makes sense. But I think that things you always have to do are the IEEI, the agenda, and the guidelines. It will make a huge difference for all those behaviors that we get, um, the meeting behaviors where people talk out of turn, they get off track, they dominate. You don't know how to lead the meeting. If you're leading it, people are getting off track. How do you get them back? And then you also have this piece about people not really sharing what they really think in the meeting. And so how do you how do you help all that? Well, you can start with ground rules. Um, and I've got another quote about meetings from a guy, P. K. Shaw. It's kind of a derogatory quote, because it just explains or shows what happens some of our frustrations. This guy says, a meeting consists of a group of people who have little to say until after the meeting. So if that describes some folks in your world, they don't really share what needs to be shared during the meeting. Ground rules could be a piece of the puzzle. Trust is another piece of the puzzle, but we're not covering the topic of trust today. That's for another uh, podcasts. But ground rules, guidelines, that's what uh, I think you should go to next for the people who don't share what they say, what they mean in meetings and for the people getting off track. Um, it's another basic. it And if you use it like the agenda and the IWEI, it will instantly transform your meetings. And so what you do is you create a list of ground rules and you post them in the meeting somewhere. You could either if they're standard guidelines or rule ground rules, you can laminate them. I'd usually just put them on a flip chart and then you want the, to want to review them at the start of every meeting. And I'm going to give you a list of some of my favorites and they'll be in the show notes. But ground rules, seeing them visual and talking about them and reviewing them with the team is important because the goal is you want the team And each individual on the team or in the meeting or in the training session to regulate themselves and each other. Because you're trying to run the meeting. You can only manage everyone as much as they're willing to be managed. And if they can regulate themselves and each other, so much better. So you use the ground rules so that they all catch each other or they catch themselves. And with the ground rules, what you do is I suggest you pick five to eight to use in each meeting and you pick the ones that are most important to help people stay on track based on whatever behaviors have come out in past meetings that have been a problem. So and you can add to your your list of your ground rules and you can change them and you can have the team come up with what the ground rules are. Um, but here's a list. I'll go through them. I'll tell you which ones are my favorite and that I, uh, that I use all the time. And I do edit these based on the group and the situation and what I know about, um, challenges that may be ahead of me in the meeting. It, whether it's a training session, facilitation, or just a conference call or whatever. But, so first, start and end on time. So it helps you stay on track that you're going to do that and call, they can call you on it and you can call them on it if we're getting off track, right? be soft on people, hard on ideas. So I use that almost in every one. So what I want people to do is to start getting the message, be kind to each other. But boy, we sure can hash out the ideas and the concepts and, and agree and disagree and that type of thing. But we're going to do it in a way we're kind to each other. Be soft on people, hard on ideas. Uh, another one that I use all the time is have one conversation at a time. So you have that on your ground rules and you're talking, or someone else is talking, and then over on the other side of the room, three people are huddled together talking. And so you can say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, remember our guideline? And the the people who are on the sidebar over there will usually stop, or their neighbor will say, remember our guideline, or tap them and say, hey, one conversation at a time. So that's an awesome one. I think that's a keeper, and that it should be in there all the time. Now here's a bunch of other optionals that I like. Share all relevant information. That gets to the thing where people don't share because they don't want to or they don't uh, feel safe or whatever. So if you put that up there, um, get, getting, you giving people permission to share. Another way you can say it is discuss the undiscussable issues, discuss the undiscussable issues. So that also can prompt people because they may say, they'll say, well, okay, this might be an undiscussable, but I'm going to, since it's on the ground rules, I'm going to take a chance and share it. And you'll have just interesting meanings. Meanings won't be dull and boring because people really will be sharing and talking. Another favorite, everyone speaks. So that if people are quiet and I might say, and I know they're shy and quiet, I might give them a heads up a couple of people in advance and say, okay, remember our, guide, our ground rule over here of everyone speaks. So in a few minutes, the people who haven't shared their input, I'm going to come to you and give you an opportunity to share your thoughts and so that gives the people who, who don't like to be put on the spot a chance, and it prepares them that they're going to be asked to share. Uh, the way I address the uh, phone and computers, now you may or may not need to use this. You know, a lot of meetings where companies are really coming in and out, and they've got, it depends on who's in the meeting. They've got customers calling them, um, and how important the meeting is. They might need their phones on for text or whatever. But in a training session, I always use this. No beeps, buzzies, or ringy-dingies. And I'm sure I got that from Michael Wilkinson. Um, no buzzes, no beeps, buzzes or ringy dingy. So that makes everybody laugh. And usually everybody, when that's up there, they reach down, and they turn off their phone or whatever. So um, if it's a training session or it's um, a work session, you might want meeting work only. A good way, if it's a group where you have a lot of people who are kind of, um, they're very critical and they like to critique this one will help. Um, critiquing is good, but it needs to be done in a way that doesn't shut the group down. Or if you have one or two people that do a lot of critiquing or naysaying, that can't be done, use this one. Give benefits first. So if they're talking about an item you, and you can add to it, say what I like about that is, and here's something I think that would make it even better. So they have to share what they like about somebody else's idea and then then share what they think their opinion or improvement would be. So that helps people start to think about, okay, i got to express what I like about what Susie said as opposed to just slamming what Susie said. <laughs> um, I think I said, I don't know if I said this one yet, take a stand. So I always say with that in a training session, if I say something you don't agree with or um, something you don't understand or you think the concept doesn't make sense, I want you to take a stand and I want us to talk about it. And so that's empowering to folks and it's empowering to me. So I want to hear if someone doesn't understand or doesn't agree because we can have a good discussion about it. Um, And that's would be important for a work meeting as well. Uh, Explain reasoning and intent. And um, another thing I do, if it's a training session particularly or a long meeting, say you have a long meeting, I will put a place on the on the guidelines, and I usually have it on a flip chart paper. If it's a training session or a long facilitated meeting, is I'll put energizers, and I'll put a line there, and I ask them to pick an energizer. And the rules are: it needs to be short, and it needs it needs to involve movement and something they do with their voice. So, and I, and the guideline is around the energizer that they pick is that anybody can call it any time. So people like that. Um, They pick things like I've had executives and every level say, okay, we'll do the YMCA. So every time everybody gets tired or if it's after lunch, somebody can say, okay, Energizer and everybody gets up and does YMCA. Another one is chicken dance. I think we've done the Badgers fight song one time when I was in Wisconsin. Hokey pokey. People come up with all kinds of stuff. So uh, Energizers is great for a long meeting. People like it. It makes it fun. It helps people relax. Um, Another thing I'll put on there sometimes is ta-da. And so what I sell, say to people is if somebody says something you really like or really is on track and you want to you think you want everybody to know about it or you want to point it out, you can at any time say, ta-da, and, and that'll make us stop and say, OK, somebody really like what that person just said. Um, and I think the last one, let me turn my page here, is the parking lot. So I put on the guidelines or ground rules is to use the parking lot. And so that's going to be our next tool that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to explain to you a parking lot if you've not used one before. But it's also another one of those things that you want to do and you want to use because it is helpful. It's going to help you with uh, people getting off track. So we've talked about having an agenda, talked about IWEI, We've looked at the ground rules, and I've given you a list of those. So I want you to create those. Go back to the show notes at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash Better meetings, all lowercase on the better meetings part, and uh, you will be able to copy these and use them in your next meeting. So I said that I put par- use the parking lot on my ground rules. It's usually the last one, and then I go over and I go to another flip chart page, and I do this in meetings and training sessions. And I'll cross the page. It says parking lot, and it's basically just a blank piece of flip chart paper or a section on the whiteboard, and. It's there to capture topics that are brought up that are not directly relevant to the agenda, but are important. So what I'll do is I'll have the big post-it notes. You can get three by five. Um, you could just put markers if you've got it on the whiteboard. But what it does is it, it helps you. You can say if somebody's in a conversation and the dialogue's going down, as someone said in our earlier feedback, squirrel moments going down a rat hole, chasing them. Uh, something going in another direction, you can say, I, I'd like to jump in now and we're going to parking lot that discussion. Would that be okay with you? And oh, yeah, 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 we can parking lot it. So will you use the post-it note or the marker and go write that down for us, what headline or what the subject was? And then before we close today, we'll follow up on how we're going to follow up on that item. So it, it, if I tell people that and I tell them that and the ground rules, then it's easier as the leader of the meeting or the facilitator of the meeting or the trainer to jump in when people are off track and or off the agenda. Maybe they're not off track, but it's something that's off point. And you can, in a very kind way and direct way, stop the the offshoot and make sure that they feel valued because, hey, we're going to follow up on this, but uh, let's parking lot that. Okay, so use the parking lot. It is an awesome tool. Another tool that we're going to mention is the meeting ticker. So say your group is famous for having meetings that go on too long. Well, there is this meeting ticker, and I'm going to have a link to it in the show notes. But it's basically basically just this one page or two pages. You go into the link, and it asks you to enter in the number of attendees, a little like the cost of a meeting calculator, but better because you can use it in the meeting to keep people aware of how much time is going by. So when you think of a ticker, you know, the numbers are rolling by, you know, it's either a countdown or count up, right? And this one's a count up. You put in in the website, you put in or the webpage, you put in the number of attendees. Um, you guess on what the average salary is. And then, and then that one, they say they to include benefits in the cost of the facilities. So just guess what you think it might be. And then put a note. If the meeting starts at 2, you put down that it started at 2. You click start. And then it goes to this other page. It's really big red page that you could put up on your iPad. You could put it on your laptop and then sync it to the monitor in the room. And there's this big page with numbers ticking by. And at the top it says, this meeting has cost... And then you see the numbers rolling by for, you know, for the first 30 minutes, you know, 60 minutes. And then below the numbers ticking by in small print, it says, stop the bleeding. We began this meeting at this time. So if you really want to catch everybody's attention, do that meeting ticker and everybody will get it. Okay, meetings are expensive and they're costing us time. Uh, let's focus. You know, And, and it, that is effective, the ticker, when you're using tools to help people focus, and it's very effective when you've had a lot of meetings that are really bad, and you're really trying to change behavior, so it really does make a point. So the meeting ticker, highly recommend it. You'll find it in the show notes. And the last tool that I'm going to recommend is something I've already talked about, and it is uh, from my favorite facilitation and effective meetings teacher, Michael Wilkinson, Um The book is called The Secret to Masterful Meetings, Ignite a Meeting's Revolution. So he... He shares some of his top tips and a lot of that I've gotten for this podcast from that book. And I can't tell you, I read another book of his on facilitation and my first five years in business as a trainer and facilitator, I carried that book around as though it was my Bible. I kept referring to it and using it in training sessions and it just gives you processes for being more effective. And it looks seamless when you do them, but when you don't do them, you realize there's a problem. It's like giving directions and all that stuff. So anyway, he has great material. And so the Secret to Masterful Meetings book is kind of a slimmed down version of his thicker re- re- facilitation book, and it gives you more information about these tools plus many more. And I highly recommend it. Um, and I have recommended it to teams that have struggled with meetings. So uh, not too long ago, I did a team survey And their lowest scoring item for this team, it's a a software system that I use that collects data around team members' opinions, and then we do a debrief, and we work on, you know, how do they improve uh, different aspects of the team, and you can pick which areas you want to measure on the survey. But for this team, the area that scored the lowest was how they have meetings. So there's a lot of frustration around that, and so what they decided to do is uh, I helped them implement some of these tools, the agenda and the ground rules. And um, I'm not sure what else. I think that was most of it, but they all decided to read the book masterful meetings and to do like a mini book club so they would read it and they'd meet on it at a lunch and learn or have lunch together and talk through some of the tools what that does is it gets everybody involved in better meetings so there's not just one person saying let's have better meetings and paying attention to it so it has things in there it's all kinds of tips for running meetings um, it gives you uh, exercises for listing and, and having breakout sessions when you're trying to get people's input in an effective way. Shows you how to close a meeting effectively so you, you capture the action items. Uh, detail on how to handle dysfunctional behaviors and disagreement. There's all kinds of facilitation exercises that Michael teaches. Uh, it's just an awesome book, so I recommend that. You'll see it in the show notes. And so, as we kind of come to a close on this podcast. Uh, the tools that we've talked about, uh, uh the agenda, IEEE E I, ground rules, parking lot, using the meeting ticker to get everybody's attention, and considering reading the secret to masterful meetings or creating a little mini book club on your team to get everybody to read it. So, uh, a quote, another quote, shared a couple here today, um, it's from jo- Justin Ro- Rosenstein, who I do not know, but I like the quote. Meetings get a bad rap, and deservedly so. Most are disorganized and distracted, but they can be a critical tool for getting your team on the same page. Absolutely. we got to get everybody on the same page, and if we're holding meetings that aren't working, it's so much harder to get the team on the same page or get the organization on the same page. So. Organizations that are good at this spend time on it. They build their skill set in it um, and they focus on it and um, they create more effective meetings, which creates a more effective um, session and organization and a team. And if you're a trainer or a consultant, if you can have more effective meetings, you'll be in the minority because so many people don't. Um, so use these tools to help that. Um So I hope that that that's helpful. I know these are some of the things that I use the most, and I don't really like to have a meeting without these tools, So, and often do not. And actually, oftentimes, I won't go to a meeting if I know it's not going to be well run. I'll either get in there and help plan it, or I won't go. I've gotten that picky because I'm just impatient with wasting time. Time is a precious commodity. And I want to use it well, and I know you do too. So I hope these tools help. If you like this podcast and you're getting something from some of the material, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can go to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash bettermeetings, and you'll get the show notes. But you can also, you'll see a little tag there where you can subscribe via iTunes, so you could subscribe. And you can also go there and give a review. So if you are already descri- uh, subscribed, you can also go to Stitcher. I've got a link to that as well. And that's usually for Android phones, I believe. Um, but while you're over there, if you give me a review, that will be so helpful because it will help other people find this information. So, um, thank you. I hope this adds to your Wake Up Eagle workforce goals. Um, uh, the, the show notes, as I already mentioned, are, are available at, uh, Forward slash better meetings. And there's another podcast that I did this podcast number six. If you haven't listened to it, it's about how to get out of overwhelm. And so I give some tools around organizing my day and uh, different things that are really helping me there. And so having effective meetings could actually be added to that. So if you, if you are having some frustration throughout your day and organizing or you know somebody who is, go over there and check out that podcast. It's pricelessprofessional.com forward slash get things done. And that's it for today. Susie Price, thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm loving creating this podcast. I'm actually sitting. We have a home up at Big Canoe, and I usually record these at our home in Marietta but I'm doing this on the weekends because I ran out of time during the week to do this. And I'm looking at the beautiful mountains and I'm talking about things that I'm passionate about and I'm hoping that it adds value and benefit to others. And so my heart is full to be able to do this work and to kind of be able, I'm surprised I brought my mixer and my little recorder and my mic and, you know, hopefully it all works out recording wise, but it brought it all up here with me. So I'm loving that I'm finding that it could be portable too. Um, and so just, uh, is awesome for me and very meaningful. Uh, oh, I can feel myself getting a little emotional. Very meaningful, uh, silly me, to be able to do things that matter to me and that uh, help me be of service around the areas that I really care about. So just bless you. Thank you. Have an awesome, awesome week, and I look forward to catching up with you. Via, um, you can contact me via pricelessprofessional.com if you have uh, comments directly to me. I'll catch up with you on the next podcast.